Hello! Welcome to podcast number two of Your Pure Truth Now. I'm Andrew Neblett. I'm Kathleen Neblett. And uh, we're going to continue where we left off from last time. Um, again, we're doing a, a much deeper dive now of awareness. Okay. <laughs> and uh, actually, more specifically, the lack of self awareness. And uh, what does that mean? Why? I mean, let's just start right there. Why do we have or lack self awareness, right? Well, blame evolution. Uh, due to evolutionary needs, humans are designed to survive and to avoid pain and danger. When these urges or feelings are strong in us, it automatically makes us lack uh, self-awareness. Because we go inside. Right? It's survival mode. So, you know, there's the flight or fight, right? Fight or flight, however way you want it. Potato, potato. Um... So we, oh, got to take care of myself. And, oh, I don't want pain or I don't want danger. So, again, it's all about the self. And that's what kept us safe. So we naturally have that tendency. We need to flip that around and be aware that there's other people around too. And how our actions or lack of affect other people. However, shaming ourselves, you know, or self-blaming ourselves is not the answer. Um, all you have to do is just recognize that you are not self-aware and start making changes. That's just it. You know, okay, you know, I'm this or that or thing, or I'm not this, that, or thing. Accept it, acknowledge it, know it, change it. Well, Don't... sometimes beyond deciding to change it, you have to seek out how to do that. That's right. Sometimes... Some more information. Right. Sometimes you may not know how to do it, mm -hmm. but as long as you know, oh, maybe I should change this and start working on it. That's the place to start. All right. So, the brave person will receive feedback from others. All you have to do is recognize that you are not self-aware and start making changes. Knowledge is power. Power is used to change. Start changing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, let's start off positively. And Kathleen is going to read some signs of awareness here. All right. You notice your emotions, feelings, behaviors, and thoughts and temper them. You have handled issues from the past and they no longer control you. You accept yourself, even like or love yourself, even with your faults. You are able to forgive yourself. You're able to build positive relationships with others and keep them. You have empathy for other people. You are respectful and kind to other people. You control your temper. Your general mood is positive. When things get hard, you may have an emotional moment, but you're able to handle and overcome them. You notice how well you handle things, treat people, and act with respect and are happy about it. Okay. It's not a very long list, but it's a very um, inclusive list of traits of being aware, self-aware. So... When you notice your emotions, feelings, and behaviors, and thoughts, and, and temper them, it, everything's a balance. Life is a balance. We have good days, we have bad days. Up and down. That's analog. Uh, we would be dead if we didn't have that, because we'd be the still pond, and you know what happens to a still pond? It sits long enough, everything dies in it. So, 
And you're going to have emotions, feelings, behaviors, and thoughts. You're human. We all are. That's what makes us so. This defines us. You just have to balance them. You don't let your past control you. You control your past. You learn from the past. Um, regardless of how awful it is, remember, it's the past. If you are still hung up on things today from the past, you haven't, you haven't matured, you haven't grown, you haven't moved on. So, time to get cracking. You accept yourself, even like or love yourself with your faults, even with your faults. You know, I often tell my clients, uh, one way to know that you're in a good place is to do this exercise. And it's to go and take a bath and make sure no one else is around. And, uh, you know, you can put rock salt in there and then soak in there. I like to tell people to put rosemary um, and thyme and, and, in a kettle and, and heat it up like a tea, let it steep, and then pour that in the bath as well and mix it all up. And then you, you sit in there and cleanse yourself. And before you get out, you take the, the salt and rub it all over your body. This gets rid of the negativity and so forth. And then pat yourself dry or even just let yourself air dry. And then be in front of a, a full-length mirror. That's scary. <laughs> See, there you go, right? <laughs> That's the reaction we get all the time. Uh, and you look at yourself from top to toe. And you gotta love that. If not love it, you gotta at least like it. You can't, it's, it is what it is. This is your vehicle, okay? That contains who you are, your personality, everything like that. So you've got to accept this or accept the way it is. You can improve upon it, but that doesn't mean you hate it. Because remember, that's, that stays and starts to destroy you. And then after you've done that, Go up to yourself in the mirror and look yourself in the eyes and love every inch inside. This is a difficult exercise, but it's a very telling exercise. And do this, okay? Um, first of all, the bath feels great. Um, but second, now you're being real and you need to be real, okay? And you're able to forgive yourself, regardless of all the crap that you've done in your life, all the stuff that you think about that you're not happy about, you got to forgive yourself. We all make mistakes. And to me, mistakes are learning experiences, okay? It's just a way of learning how not to do something. You're able to build positive relationships with others and keep them. Well, that means you're functioning. And that means you're aware enough and respectful enough of other people that you haven't pushed them away. That is made evident by the fact that you have a relationship with them. And I'm talking about a positive relationship. You have empathy for people. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about this more at length. And the rest of the things that uh, we mentioned here will be spoken at more at length. So now we're going to talk about signs of unawareness, <laughs> lack of self-awareness. Right, and uh, that list, unfortunately, is longer yes. than the awareness list. <laughs> All right, one, avoid making the hard decisions. It's okay if you have to make a decision and you, you think right then, I can't make this decision right now. Maybe you don't have enough information. Um, 
and you need more time to think about it, that's okay. That's being aware that you don't have the resources to make a good judgment now. That is different about never making a decision. Um, uh, the hard decisions. You keep putting them off and putting them off and putting them off. If you decide, okay, I need to make a decision on this thing. I'm going to give myself till next Tuesday. Good. There's a time frame and you're working on it, right? And you gather the information and, and you mull it over and digest it and then come out with your final decision. One thing Kathy and I talk about um, on a daily basis is what? <laughs> Dinner. Dinner. Right. Food. Well, food, yeah, <laughs> right, but, um, but what are we having for dinner tonight, dear? Oh, I don't know, not this, you know, so, you know, <laughs> it goes on and on and on. So what was it you were saying that this is the... Uh, I read somewhere not that long ago that um, it's one of the top, if not the top difference that couples have with each other. Oh, the, one of the top differences they have. Right. Okay, so, um, yeah. That's not the hard decision we're talking about. It may be hard. I want Thai. She wants Mexican. Who's going to win tonight? We're going to talk about compromise later. But no, we're talking about decisions that hold you back in your life. And your lack of making decision also affects other people. So the hard decisions. It's not. They're called hard decisions because they're not easy to make. Correct. But making no decision is not an option. You have to decide. That's the only way you move forward. All right, number two. Are vague about your feelings, okay? You are vague about your feelings. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. This is avoidance. Plain and simple. Um, or it's lack of information. You could say, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that right now. But I'll get back to you about it. I would like to think about it. That's aware. That's correct. And if you set a goal to take the time to think about the decision, if that's what it is, you you take time, research, and get back to the person. Right. And and this is not hard decisions. This is about if you're not sure you're sure about you feel about something. Okay. You may not. But if you are always like, yeah, come see, come solve, maybe, I don't know, oh, all right. Or, you know, it's okay. So how was that movie? Oh, it's okay. Versus, oh, it was just okay. All right. Notice the difference between the two? One of them was like, yeah. In German, there's a word called waschlob. It means washcloth. Or, you know, those fish handshakes? Because a wooden washcloth gets wet. It's just like no form. And those fish handshakes are so soft. that just There's nothing behind it. Ugh. You know, people like that, right? <laughs> so that's what that's like, yeah, I don't know. You don't go through life like that. Because then you're not making a difference for yourself and others. You're just in the way, really. Okay? Um, and you're, you're just, uh, you know, something on the side of the road to move on. Nothing to see here. Um, so you've got to know where you stand and face your feelings. And along with that is number three. Your answers are often non-committal. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I think so. What you're really saying is, is I'm afraid to answer this question right now. And you're also afraid to say I don't have enough information right now. So you've got to be firm. You know, I don't know the answer to that. But I'll get back to you, okay? I just want to check some things. Okay. That works. That works. You understand that, right? It's like, it's I clear. guess so. I don't know. I think so. So you're still like... Did you like the movie or not? I think so. Yeah, nowhere, right? Okay. 
Um, you are constantly, number four, you're constantly worrying about the future. Depression is about the past. Anxiety is about the future. Okay. So if you're constantly worrying about the future, you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened and may never happen. And maybe you create a, a scenario in your mind that's just so fantastical. You're, you're freezing yourself. You're stopping yourself. You don't want that reality. Remember, when you manifest too, right, for your heart, if you have your motion, sending it out through your heart, and the universe listens, um, yeah, you could create that awful future that you're worried about. So don't think about it. Um, or don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, right. Well, if you think about it, and you keep thinking about it, that means you're worrying about it. Same thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... Um, <clears throat> Or, and and the, op the other side of that is you're always missing and thinking about the past. Oh, do you remember how nice that was? Now, there's nothing wrong with having memories. We make memories all the time. We have good memories, so-so memories, and awful memories. But if we keep wishing we were back there, that means we're not building anything now. Okay? We are just existing. So don't get hung up on that. Don't let that be a, an anchor tying you to the past there, holding you back. Um, this can lead to depression, too, because, you know, it was so much better then. Well, why was it better then? Well, because I had this, and I had this, and I had this, or I didn't have this. What are you doing now to, to make it better, uh, to replace those things, and maybe better versions of those things? You are always creating, even when you're not creating. You're still creating. You're creating negative. Okay? You're creating stillness which goes nowhere and every 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 time you stay still you're actually walking backwards so that's not good number six you are passive aggressive this is a control issue this is a making up for insecurity this is not liking yourself this is jealousy passive aggressive covers a lot of different things but if this is your mode of operation, you're not being honest with yourself. So again, lack of self-awareness. Number seven, you make big gestures grandiose. You're compensating because you don't like the way your life is or you're jealous um, or you're hiding something. Oh, if I act like I know everything, um, they won't think I'm stupid. Or, wow, see the brand new uh, Porsche I got out there? Yeah, but you only make 50 grand a year. Why are you buying a Porsche? Yeah, but it's a great car. Right? Look at me. Yeah. Right? So this is all covering up stuff. So again, lack of self-awareness. Number eight, you think you're never at fault, blame others, and make excuses for your behavior. This really ticks off people who are perfect. Right? <laughs> we don't know any of those. Nope, not at all. Um, if you're never taking blame or fault... Well, you could, there is a God complex kind of thing going on. Um, but it really is, is that you're, you don't want to be perceived as the problem or that you're stupid or that you screwed up. So this is a hiding. Okay. So, and is it really true that everyone else is always the problem? Remember, they're thinking the same thing about you, <laughs> right? So, 
And if you're making excuses for your behavior all the time, that it's an ex it's exactly what it is. That means your behavior is not correct. You're making an excuse. You're blaming others for what you're not doing or what you are doing. And if you do a little self-examination, you might figure out whether there was something you could have done differently and maybe accept the responsibility that others are telling you. Kathy has... Uh, has told me in the past uh, when it comes to making decisions um, that if you know why you made the decision today in the future you can look back and understand why you did it right just to make note if it's a hard decision to make you might file away in your brain well the reason I'm making this decision is because of this and then later you can come back to that even if it's very helpful if you've made the wrong decision yes, in the end because you learn, oh, maybe I didn't see it or didn't see the whole picture. Maybe I wasn't aware enough. That's right. But at least you made a decision yes. and moved on from that. Moved on. You can't be stagnant. Right. So I think that's great advice. Um, okay. Number nine, you get defensive when receiving feedback. You know, I think everyone suffers from this in some degree. We don't like to be told that we're bad at something or that we made a mistake or, you know, it was our fault. But the bigger person, the person who truly wants to grow, will actually seek this out. Hey, tell me if I'm doing something wrong. Let me know. One secret I used in job interviews all the time, and even when I have the job, I do this at every review. If I am, and sometimes I do it beyond when it's not review time or anything like that. It's just a check. Go to the boss and say, hey, I just want to ask you how I'm doing. Let me know. Because if there's anything that I'm doing that you don't like, let me know so I can change it. Because I'm here to do the best job I can for you. I've had great success with that. That's a wonderful attitude. Yep. And we got to remember to do it. That's the thing. Yes. Right? And don't you have to be willing to hear the answer? And you know what? Maybe your boss was just being nice to you and, yeah, I'm not going to beat up the person. But maybe that's that one day it comes up and maybe they've, they're like, you know, now that you say it or mention it, I've been meaning to talk to you about this and just never found the right time. And it could be something you don't want to hear. But remember, you asked because you want to be better. So take what it is and don't be like, oh my God, that hurts me so much. And blah, 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 my boss is a jerk. Blah, 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 blah. Listen and, and be objective about it. Is it true what the person is saying? Now remember, we all have our own perception. We all see the world differently. But maybe there's truth into what the person is saying, your boss or whoever it is. Be willing to hear it. And that's, that's a sign of maturity as well. Don't get defensive about it. It's all about growth. Number 10, often say things that you do not mean. Well, this is a, a reflex um, automatic response reaction here. So you say it because you just don't know what to say in the, mo in the moment or you're uncomfortable and you just do a response or you do an action. And then it's like, ugh. And then later on, you're going to probably regret that, right? But if you do this a lot, that means 
you're uncomfortable, you're not sure, um, you're not taking the time, you're probably not being fair to the other person. So there's not a lot of self-reflection that has to happen here. Uh, let me see, number 11. You think you are a good listener. Okay. There's a difference between listening and hearing. Did you really hear what the person's... Oh, I'm listening. But did you really hear what they said, right? Nowadays, people are so distracted with phones or other things. Yep. And if they're not really looking at you or engaged with the conversation, I'm not really sure they are listening. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, okay, <laughs> you know, and then you may have to repeat it and so forth. Yeah, the age that we live in now with the phones, everything you know, like that, it really, I mean, even, even when you watch TV shows, we were watching one comedy recently, and the, the youngest one, who's eight years old, out of a family, I think there's like, I don't know, eight people at the table, they're all on their phones, and she goes, uh, are we going to eat dinner as a family here, or are we just all going to stare at our phones, because I don't have a cell phone, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So she made them all aware that they were all on their phones. So a good listener is not a... Oh, I hear what you... You know what? You're right. I hear what you're saying. And this is what... These people tend to know everything and know exactly what you need. And they're doing this because they need to feel good about themselves. They need to feel in the spotlight. A good listener does that. They shut up. They listen. And... A person who listens... Learns more. That's right. Yeah, actually hears something and learns more. And these people tend to make better, long-lasting relationships because people trust you, because they feel comfortable with you hearing them. People need to be heard. It's important. If you're, not, if you're talking, you're not learning. If right. you're listening, you're learning. Right. And then it's the other person's turn to listen so that you can express yourselves. It's a compromise, too. That's right. You know, uh, Kathy and I, we love to go on trips on the weekends, you know, just drive around. And uh, especially with COVID, you can't really go in anywhere. But we drive around. And fortunately, where we live, it's beautiful um, outside. And... We'll be talking, you know, we talk about everything. And I will have to let Kathy say her piece. I could jump in all over the place, but I can't. I don't. I really make an effort not to do that because otherwise I may destroy the creative flow or the, the stream of consciousness, the thought that she's having that she needs to express herself. Um, I'm a musician. I write books and stuff like that. And if I need time, I tell Kathy, I need time. And that's because I just got to let it flow. Um, you can have a great idea and then I'll go, hey, uh, could you, uh, there it goes, it's gone. The whole moment is gone and it was probably, you know, the million dollar seller idea. So, this, very bluntly, shut your mouth, open your ears, listen, and give the people, the person you're talking to, the time to fully express themselves. Your turn will come. Okay, so... 12. You criticize others. Well, you know, Joe today wore orange pants. Okay, well, maybe he doesn't have a sense of fashion. 
But if you're constantly criticizing other people, um, extreme case would be like if there's a car accident and there's two people in two different cars and they both got hurt, one with the head, the other with the arm or whatever. And, you know, maybe you're like, well, they're idiots. They just drove like idiots. And maybe they did. But maybe you should, you know, have more empathy for them. And that's something we're going to talk about too here. Um, but if you're criticizing others all the time, what you're really saying is that you're not happy with yourself. So what are you not happy about? Make a list if you have to. Um, but remember, what you often also do when you criticize other people is you're criticizing them for what you do. <laughs> so it's like a mirror. 13, you cannot laugh at yourself. I have one of my favorite sayings. If you can't laugh at yourself, laugh at others. <laughs> so if you can't laugh at yourself, you're not getting the the witty, marvelous joke sometimes life is. Not that life is a joke, but it can be funny. Your mistakes can be funny. And you don't have to take yourself so seriously all the time. No, and they've proven over and over and over. Did I say over? Over. <laughs> That laughter is like the best medicine. They had, you know, cancer patients. Patients, the more that they they tell them, watch comedies, laugh, have a good time, because that is healing. Laugh at yourself. Oh my God, did you see what I did today? I um, you know, I slipped on here, or I dropped this there, or I can't believe that I wrote the check backwards. You know, just stupid little things. It doesn't matter what it is. Because does it really matter? Do you really have to make it a mountain out of a molehill? Just laugh at it. It's like, ah, whatever. We're, we're not perfect. Nope. Nobody's, no, what's that? Nobody's nerfic. <laughs> right. um, you micromanage. You can't let things go. You control everything. Fear. That's what this is. Out and out fear. Let it go. Um... The more you try to control something, the less control you have. So if you need to control every single detail, you're not going to get what you want because people aren't your puppets. You try, you try, you try, and you're always going to be disappointed. So yes, we need to manage our lives and manage things, but there's a degree where you just have to, I'm going to use the word trust here. It's going to happen one way or the other. Just let it go. 15, you're a bully. Bullies, again, um, usually it's because they don't like themselves or... Insecurity. Yep, insecurity, completely insecure. Or they're greedy and jealous and they want what they want and they're just being brats. So, not good. 16, your emotions do not match the situation. Okay. <clears throat> this is... um. When I was talking about the car accident kind of thing. And then instead of saying, oh my God, you know, are those people okay? Or you're not worried about that. What you're saying is, what a bunch of idiots. Why did they do that? You know, of course they're both at fault. So, or like, you know, Disney with the movies there. <clears throat> Bambi. Oh, let's just kill a parent off. You know, this is a kid's movie? Okay. Uh, let's just, you know, tra traumatize the kid at a young age. Um, I never agreed with that. And if you look through a lot of the Disney movies, that happens. Now, I know a lot of people like Disney, and that's fine. And go right ahead. But I just think sometimes they weren't quite age-appropriate as we thought they should have been, right? Or they could be. So, 
if uh, you know, see uh, Bambi's mother, I think it is, dies. Oh my God, it's awful. And then, you know, and there's other people that just don't feel anything or respond with anything. So this is an important topic here because if you are not responding correctly, or what we, you know, I know we're all individual, but we will tend to have the same response to something overall. Um, then you may have sociopathic or um, some other psychological issue, a psychopathic issue, and you should get that checked out. Now, there's some people that just don't want to feel anything or have any response. That's because they're trying to cover up. They're so afraid of what it is. They don't want to feel the feeling. So you're not dealing. And when you're not dealing, you're not being self-aware. You're number, number 17. You're stuck in negative emotional patterns. Oh, life sucks. No matter what I do, this is a Debbie Downer. Um, oh, yeah, I just want a car, but you know, it's red and I, I don't like red. I want a blue one. You want a car, okay? Be thankful. You don't have to pay for it. But there are people that just get so stuck in it that they just can't um, get any happiness. So if you're one of these people, no matter what good comes your way, if you're not grateful, if you're not thankful, even though you have things, then you are not being self-aware. This is a negative emotional pattern. And you may be depressed as well. So I would definitely talk to somebody about it. 18, your actions or routines of comfort do not actually make you feel better. Twinkies at 4 o'clock every day. Mm, can't wait. And then 6.30 is like, uh, yeah. I wish I had Twinkies again. Right? Or you wish you didn't have them. Right. So well, how long did that comfort last? <laughs> nope. It didn't. Um, smoking. Oh, okay. Uh, drinking. Oh, okay. Or binging on food. Oh, okay. Or how many, you know, comedies can you watch? Or TV shows can you watch? Or this kind of... If you're doing some action that you're looking so forward to, to escape the rest of the life at the moment, just to get away for that brief moment, okay, and then you can keep doing it, it's not making you actually feel better. It doesn't last. So you've got to tackle the issues that aren't making you happy. You're avoiding that. Number 19. You repeatedly regret decisions you make in everyday life. Well, I should have done this. Oh my God, why did I do that? Blah, 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 blah. If you're constantly regretting the decisions, that means you are reacting. You're not thinking. You're just winging it because you're trying to avoid either making another person unhappy or avoid making other people think that you're an idiot or another some other negative emotion. So this one, you should take some time out and think what you want, who you want to be, and slow down with your decisions. That doesn't mean you're not a decision maker. You just need to slow down in making decisions. And if you think about your decisions, then you will regret a lot less of them. We will all have some decision that we make in our life that we regret. That is life. That is human. But you can make a lot less of them 
if you take your time and think it through. And remember, you're not out to save the world or please the world. You're out to be the best you. When you do that, you will draw positiveness to yourself. And you don't have to worry about sacrificing your life to make somebody else happy. In a romantic relationship or a family relationship, that's called compromise, okay? And we'll talk about that. Um, okay, number 20. You do not tolerate having your beliefs questioned or challenged. Oof. One word, politics. Okay, we're done with that one. Okay, <laughs> moving off of that. Um, religion. Oh, that's another one. You know, the Masons have a rule that you don't talk about politics or religion when you're together. Okay, in the Masons. Because they're two emotionally charged um, topics. That's correct. Right? And um... people feel very strongly about their beliefs. They're not going to just change them because you tell them to. It's going to be back and forth. And we should allow people to have their beliefs. You learn from that. You do learn from that. Sometimes you'll change your belief. Right. But it takes a couple of mature people to be able to discuss emotionally charged issues such as politics or religion. Right. And it also makes you, it, it breaks the box that you're in. This is where the best, one of the best exercises you can do is to debate a question on a debate team on something that you absolutely don't believe in. How about if you took the two people that have two beliefs <clears throat> yeah. opposite from each other yeah. and they they talk they swap on sides? Switch, switch sides, yes. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. Same idea. And if you can do this without losing your temper, it, you'll be amazed at the, the transformation that will happen. Um, you'll become a better person and your mind will start to expand because you will see things not... In just one way, but in uh, many ways. And it goes beyond even those two people that just had the conversation swapping beliefs. Now you may add more beliefs to that, right? It's really thinking outside the box. You understand so much more. Uh, this is the ability to understand cultural differences and why people do what they do. You may not want to do it the same way that some other culture does, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just different. It's called growth. Um, tolerance. And if you're, if you're defensive when you're questioned and challenged, that means you're not secure. So you got some work to do there. 21. It is hard to empathize with other people and what they're going through. Going back to that car accident scenario. Ah, I don't care. I just think they're a bunch of idiots. If they got hurt, they deserve it. Whatever. You know, or... Yeah, I know that uh, this guy is out of work. Well, you know, a lot of people are out of work. Um, yeah, well, she's got cancer. Yeah, a lot of people got cancer. I'm just being blasé and not caring and stuff like that. If you're not feeling um, what they could go through, and I'm not saying that you have to be a big emotional sponge and accept everyone's problem like oh my god did you feel this that but if you are cold about it there's a difference yeah um that means that you got a you've got a feeling problem and you're probably hiding something inside um that you are burying and this could uh, this could lead to depression this could lead to so being a sociopath, um, 
when we start feeling less, they've noticed it's, it's people like hurt animals and stuff like that. Usually it's because they had some trauma in their early life that they're burying. So they figure they're just going to bury your every, everything. And then they want to feel, but they're afraid to feel. So they start acting out, doing these awful things because it's a way of taking control. It's very messed up. So learn to empathize. And if you and if you can't, or if you um, discover that you're not having empathy, go get help, please. Twenty-two. You cannot explain the reason for your actions. Well, I don't know. I just did it. You're what you are is you're being reactive, and you're not thinking. You're not taking the time, and sometimes you just think you're justified that you don't have to be justified. I know that sounds a little weird, but I don't need to explain what I'm doing, and you just do it anyway. That's because you want to take responsibility for it. 23. Managing your time and self-control are a constant struggle. Okay. Being Swiss, this is a big push button for me. On time is on time. There's other people like, whatever, whatever, you know, it'll get done or what's it? Okay, when the only, the most precious thing we all have is time. Every single one of us. So, and they're not making more of it. Your time is your time. So when you are holding other people up, you're affecting them and that's not fear, that's time theft. Can't do that. Or you shouldn't do that. And if you can't manage your time and self-control, like you lose your temper all the time or you're binging eating or whatever it is, you're out of control. You're making excuses and it's hard because you're not doing the hard work. You really need to dig deep and say, I need to stop doing this or I'm going to start using a timer to make sure that I arrive on time. Look. If you're late to work all the time because you're trying to get dressed in the morning, iron your clothes the night before. Pick your clothes the day before. This is just a little tip um, to cut down in the morning how much you got to do. It's time management and self-control. Well, if you don't manage your time well and you're supposed to be somewhere meeting a friend that you agreed to meet at a certain time and you disregard that, it's, it's disrespecting your friend. You're exactly. being selfish in a lot of ways by saying my time's more important than theirs. Yeah. So I'm not sure you really want to be a friend <laughs> in that way. <laughs> no, that's right. Good point. Kathleen said that's very true. Okay. Um, 24. You don't know who you really are. Lacking a sense of your identity. Okay, so you really don't know who you are. And you haven't... It's like, you haven't decided who you want to be when you grow up. Well, if you keep searching for identity, this could be you're afraid to commit. That could be a, that could be a sign. I, I, you could be afraid to be committing to things. Um, one way to check that is like referring to the time thing. You told your friends you'd be at a certain, a certain time and you never are. you got commitment issues. Um, well, it also could be that you're never satisfied. Well, you know, I don't know. Should I really order? Should I order the salmon or should I order the the trout? And then, all right, I'll order the salmon. And let's say you're out to dinner with somebody else who orders the trout. And both the dinners come. You look at, oh, man, I should have had the trout. And if you do that a lot, you're not committing. 
Okay, you're afraid of committing because you think you're going to make the wrong choice. So with a sense of identity, this is even deeper than that. This is, I don't know who I want to be because I don't want to be defined by that, but I'm not sure what I want to be defined as. So I'm just going to keep floating around. And what happens is that people may see you as a chameleon or they may not even notice you at all because you're just not engaged. So this is, this is a still pond. And still ponds die when there's no motion in it. Okay, so figure out who you want to be. And uh, we've got links later that will help you with that. 25, you try to suppress your emotions constantly. Why? Because you're afraid to face them. You're afraid to feel them. And until you process them, you're not going to grow. And you're not going to be as aware as you need. Right? 26, you struggle to make realistic goals. So we, most of us, have a daily routine or a work routine, right? And you would like to have things in life. And you want to do things. And you may dream big dreams. But let's say that um, I want to be able to read five books in two days. That's well, not realistic. That's not realistic. Especially if those books are all 200 pages each and you want to understand what's in them, right? So that's not realistic. So you have to look, is your goal measurable? Does it have milestones that you can say that you're accomplishing your goal? Chunk it down. Yeah, chunk it down. And um, and make steps to, to get there. Do you have the resources to carry out and meet that goal? And if you struggle to do this, I am sure that it's being reflective in little in everyday little choices. You're always late making dinner if that's your job to do. Um, or you're always out of toilet paper. Or the gas is always empty in the car. These are just little things that reflect that you're not managing your time correctly or setting realistic goals. You're trying to do too much at once. So, or pushing it off. Just so you got to be realistic about what you can and cannot do. All right, 27, you do not respect others. Well, if you're not respecting others, you're not respecting yourself. That's right. And how do you plan to have friends? Or relationships. Or relationships if you don't respect. That's the, that is one of the two cornerstones about having a successful romantic relationship. Kathy and I talk about this a lot. Because it's very important. Communication and respect for the other person. Your relationship is doomed if you don't have those two things. Right? And I'm going to add a third thing to that. Compromise. You do those three things, you'll have a relationship. You don't do those three things, don't waste the time. I agree. 28. You believe in fantastical truths. Okay, QAnon, anyone? There's a lot of conspiracy theory out there. But the real the real problem, well, that's a problem too. But the real big problem with this is that you tend to believe anything without having a foundation in fact or basis in truth. And this makes you a sucker. And then you wonder why you keep getting taken. It's important to put effort into finding out 
the truth of about something that you're hearing. You need to seek uh, several different sources to be able to f find out or take a realistic uh, look at yourself and see whether the truth that you believe in is really the truth. Yeah, right, right. And uh, it's really hard to tell nowadays because if you watch one news network, they say something different from another news network, which says something different from a different news network, on and on and on. So I would recommend, you know, for digging out. Look, one thing I tell people all the time, I have a lot of books, but you can't get the answer to something in one book because you will find that several books on the same topic have different answers or right. a slightly different twist on it. So the real truth is somewhere else. It's a mixture somehow of all that, right? So remember, the world used to be flat, and that was considered truth <laughs> until we found out that our point of view was wrong and the world's actually round, okay? And uh, yes, okay, just let you people know it's pretty round, or at least it's spherical in shape, okay, if you want to get really critical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it bulges in the middle because of gravity and spin, all right? So anyway, um, but fantastical truths, if you just believe everything a drop of the hat, then you know, you're not realist, being realistic with yourself either because you're believing things that are not true about yourself. Number 29, compromise is very hard for you. If you're not compromising... You're selfish, you're stubborn, and you're not listening. Cheating yourself, too. Yeah. You can have a yourself. lot of happiness if you compromise with the person that you care most about. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a saying, if you want control, give up control. Sometimes you need to surrender to get what you want. Um, one place I was working years ago, uh, back in the 90s, um, I, I work in IT, and... I said, we're going to do an experiment. We had a help desk system. And I said, for a month, we're not going to respond to any calls for at least 15 minutes. And of course, my staff was like, well, we're going to get in trouble for that. And I said, no, no, you watch. Just trust me. We'll do it for a month. And we found out that 80% of the time, the user figured out the issue anyway. <laughs> and we didn't have to waste the time going there. 80%. None of the people, my staff, believed it until we did it. So sometimes you just got to let go and let it happen, even if it drives you crazy. Okay? <laughs> Compromise is like that. Let go. Give in. Try something new, even though it's not the way you want to do it. Let the other person have their way once in a while. Okay, Kathy likes Mexican. I think it's okay. Um, but sometimes she feels like it. Okay, you know what? The next Mexican night. I may not be in the mood for it, but uh, I say that's fine. It's Mexican night and vice versa. I like Thai. Maybe she's not in the mood for Thai, but she'll give, you know, yeah, we'll do Thai. So that's a compromise. Make it easy, not hard, because it's a moment that just goes by anyway, and you'll be happier for it. 30. Speaking over other people constantly. If you don't let the other person speak, you'll never hear what they say. That's correct. 
And if you're not hearing what they're saying, you're not learning what they're, what they're saying. You're not learning anything, and you could be helping them by listening. And being a know-it-all drives people away. Right? That's, that's right. So you maybe you do know everything. <laughs> you should be doing the <laughs> podcast then. Right? Maybe you do. But have some grace and finesse. Your other person in the room with you has the right to be heard as well. This is the compromise again. Listen, you don't know everything. Really, none of us know everything. Let the other people have their opinion. You may not agree with it, but at least you know where they're coming for. So now you have more information that you can make informed decisions and maybe have helpful advice that you can give them. Right. Okay, so now is it bad to be too self-aware? Too much of anything is a bad thing. If we take self-awareness to an extreme, we will forget to laugh and forgive ourselves. Remember, we got to laugh at ourselves too. It's just very important. And then, uh, and remember, I just laugh at other people too. I'm working on it, okay? Just give me, cut me some slack here. <laughs> we could become very negative towards ourselves if we don't. And it's made worse because we know that we are now exhibiting exactly what we do not want to be. We also perceive that others are always constantly judging us and we feel exposed and we're possibly a fraud. The line between self-awareness and self-criticism is very thin. I want to say that again. The line between self-awareness and self-criticism is very thin. Criticism is beating yourself up constantly. Awareness is, hey, maybe I should do it different. And what have I learned here? See the difference there? Because don't feel bad that you made a mistake. Again, change the word mistake to learning experience. Mm. Right? Thomas Edison. Good advice. Made a, there was a story about him. I don't know if it's just a legend or if it's true. I thought it was true. Um, but he, you know, it was either 1,000 or 10,000 times. But while he was working on the light bulb, you know, the filament in between and the incandescent lamp. He kept making it and it kept blowing and kept making it and blowing. And there was a reporter friend to check out. What are you doing here, Thomas? Well, I'm making this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll check back with you. Oh, it's still not working. Yeah, yeah. Well, finally, he made the light bulb work. And so the reporter friend said, "How You failed. It's either like 999 times or 9,999 times. But... How, how, how did you keep going when you kept failing? He goes, I didn't fail. I now know 999 ways or 9,999 ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> right? He learned. He learned. That's self-awareness versus, oh my God, I'm stupid. I can't figure this out. And I keep failing. That's self-criticism, right? That's and giving right. up. So focus what is right with yourself and build from there. And remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. One step at a time. Chunk it down. Break everything. Any problem can be solved if you chunk it down. That sounds very good. Right? So to help you with this, we have a couple resources on the website, which is integrativenaturalwellness.com. Again, that's integrativenaturalwellness.com. And you can find our podcast there as well as on Apple and Spotify and a few other places. Um, I'm waiting for Pandora and uh, Google at this point, but Apple and Spotify should take care of most of you, or just go to the website 
and also I'm hosting with uh, Podbean. Um, so good, good website to go to. And but you will find that the two resources one is a link um, PDF that's got a bunch of links in there for personality tests and other things. Uh, one I know costs money, the other ones are free. But I would do the Myers Briggs. I'm an INFJ, the rarest of types, and that explains a lot, I guess. Yes, it does. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's fine to uh, it's fun to find out more about yourself, and there's a lot of good good information there. So please check that out. And then we have another PDF there, uh, which is the um, self awareness quiz. There's 37 questions on it, and it's purposely yes no. All right. So I'm going to give you a couple um, examples here. I tend to blame others. Yes, no. There's no sometimes and there's no scale. The reason for this is if even if you do it just 5% of the time, you're still doing it. So this has to be a black and white operation. It has to be truth, absolute truth. I am, I am not. I've done this or I haven't done this. That's probably the best way to, to do this. I've done this or I've not done this. Yes means I've done it. No, I haven't done it. Okay, um, here's another question. I need to know what is going on all the time. Yes or no. And if you've answered yes, even if it's 10% of the time, it is a yes. So go through the quiz. Um, it's 37 questions. Uh, take your time with it um, because you've got to make a decision like a light switch, yes or no. Now you're being self-aware. That's why you can't have a sometimes in there. I've done it, or I haven't. That's what I'm looking for there, or that's what the purpose of the, the quiz is. So I hope you have fun with that. Um, I've been, I have fun doing these things, these yes, podcasts, very right? very much. Very much. I have a great time doing this. Yeah. So um, we're doing it today on Valentine's Day, and if you're listening to this today on Valentine's Day, well, you got to fix that problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you are, well, we are thankful that you're listening and uh, enjoy feedback. We'll take constructive criticism. Leave us a comment. Yep. Um, or even if it's a good thing, uh, you know, uh, we have to, we'll take those too. Compliment. Compliment. <laughs> um, and the uh, the way to do that is to send an email to info at integrativenaturalwellness.com. Again, that's info at integrativenaturalwellness.com. So with that, this is Andrew Neblet and... Kathleen Neblett. Signing off, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.